Summer, 1940 Dear Harry, I'm so glad we decided to write to each other while you're away with the reserves. I wasn't sure what kind of books you'd like to read, so I packed a couple for you. Even though you'll only be gone for a few weeks, I'm glad we exchanged addresses. I know you'll be busy and may not have time to write to me. I would love to hear about your experiences and travels. Best regards, Margaret. Letter 1. Summer, 1940. Dear Margaret, This may not get mailed out as quickly as I would like, so it may be a bit of a long letter. Let me tell you how this all came about. In June of 1940, my brother Don and I joined the 9th Division U.S. Naval Reserve Unit at the State Armory on Thames Street in Newport. All of our drills were held at the Armory on Wednesday evenings. We were required to march in uniform and with a rifle. We had lessons on seamanship and classes in the rate we'd be striking. I was assigned to be a fireman striker, and Don was assigned a seaman striker. If you don't already know, a striker in the Navy is like a person working as an apprentice. The qualifications for a fireman striker consisted of knowing Navy seamanship and the fireman rate, included classes on all types of Navy knots, flags, oil-fired engines, and anything else that had to be known about running the power plant of ships. This all started because of my older brother Mark's brilliant idea for me to join before I turned 18. He talked Don, who was 18, and me into joining the reserves. It'd be great extra money, he said. His famous saying, If there's to be a war, we'd probably be doing minesweeping duty on the East Coast. At the time we signed up for the reserves, Mark, who was also attached to our unit, had already been called up for active duty. Anyway, that's Mark for you. At our first drill session, we were issued a full sea bag of U.S. Navy clothing consisting of blues, whites, dungarees, hats, underwear, hammock with blankets, and other miscellaneous items. Everything had to be stenciled with our name or initials, and they also had to be rolled according to the Navy Blue Jacket Manual. While most of my friends were playing at Easton's Beach, my brother and I continued with our training. In the summer of 1940, most of our unit who hadn't been called to active duty went on a two-week cruise aboard the USS Williams, DD-108. This ship was an old four-stacker, which didn't have very many modern conveniences and was mainly used to train U.S. reserves. We went aboard the USS Williams on July 24, 1940. I was assigned to the fire gang, and Don was topside with the seamen. Just so you know, when I told my parents I wanted to be a fireman, this isn't what I was talking about. I was stationed in the fire room with two other men. Our work schedule, when we were underway, was four hours on and eight hours off. While underway, we manned the oil burners and made sure that we were creating enough steam pressure. When the guys in the engine room requested more pressure for more speed, or whatever, we had to ensure that it was there for them. If we had the wrong mix of oil and air, it would create a lot of black smoke, and they'd alert us by banging on the deck. Upon my very first shift, I knew immediately why we worked in the fire room for only four hours. The heat down there was extreme. Sweat dripped down our faces, pouring out of every pore on our bodies. It soaked our clothing until we could practically wring a blanket of water out of the uniforms. Taking salt pills was a necessity, unless we wanted to end up cold and face-first on the floor of the ship. As for ventilation, the air coming from topside was very limited. When we were through with our shift, we'd take a quick shower, fresh water was at a premium, and our time was limited. 
During those two weeks, we sailed from Newport Harbor to Norfolk, Virginia for mind-sweeping exercises. I could hear Mark's voice in my head. See? I told you you'd be doing mind-sweeping duty on the East Coast. At Norfolk, we boarded an old English boat built by Ford that they used in World War I. It was set up with a fish, a buoy-type canister shaped like a fish. The fish would be dragged through the water by a cable attached to the ship. The cable had cutters on it. When it would catch a mine cable, it'd be able to cut through the cable and the mine would surface. We continuously launched the fish until everyone was proficient in its capabilities. Some cutters had small explosive charges. Lunch on board. Cold cuts slapped between two pieces of bread, what the Navy calls an H.C. sandwich. It didn't turn out too well for a few of the men. They got sick, possibly from the sandwiches, so we secured for the day, leaving Hampton Roads and returned to USS Williams.